Hello there, and welcome to the Record Podcast. I am your host, Caleb West, also known as Gunther, and this is my co-host, Luke Overcast. Well, it's nice to be here, Caleb. It's nice to have you here, too. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about two of our songs that we both enjoy. Luke is going to be talking about a song that he enjoys, and I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite songs. And we're just going to talk about them, explain the meaning, why we like them, and what we dislike about them. So... Um, Luke, I'll give you the go-ahead, and uh, you can go ahead and start. Well, honestly, Caleb, I didn't come prepared if I needed to know the meaning behind the song, because I have no idea what the meaning is, but it just sounds good. So that, that, that's, that's good, uh, let's get into uh, Easily by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, I don't know how easy this song is going to be to, uh, to get the meaning behind it, but yeah, let's, let's get right into it. So it starts off saying, easily, let's get carried away. Easily, let's get married today. Well, I think what it's talking about is how easy it is to get carried away in life. Get carried away in what you're doing. It's definitely not easy to get married now, is it? (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's just ignore what Caleb just said. And let's go on to uh, the pre-chorus. So it says, Shaolin shouted a rose from his throat. Everything must go. And what does that mean to you? I honestly have no idea what that means to me, Caleb. Uh, well, who's Shaolin? I don't know who Shaolin is, honestly, Caleb. Well, it, see, if you click on the genius lyric, it'll... The Shaolin Monastery is a Buddhist temple in China, and to well, this day remains the main temple of the Shaolin school of Buddhism. It has two main legacies, Chan referring to Chan Buddhism, and Quan, which refers to martial arts, as in Shaolin Kung Fu. The Shaolin monks have always pursued the philosophy of the unification of Chan and Quan. Well, I, I appreciate that, Caleb. Thank you for... Uh, this line to- in the song is describing a Shaolin Buddhist monk who, even when yelling in anger, is being peaceful and beautiful. All right, Caleb, thank you. You're uh, welcome. I think, I think, uh, so, and then it says, everything must go, which I personally believe that being what he said, going back to what the genius lyric said, um, that when a Shaolin monk goes in, goes into, uh, being a monk, he has to get rid of all of his material possessions. So yeah, that's, that's just referring to that. Now, uh, now, a licking stick is thicker when you break it to show. Um, everything must go. Now, um, what genius describes this is, as... And you don't have to read all of this, just summarize. So, apparently, it is a stick or a cane to deal uh, pain for, to prisoners... Uh, less, which giving someone a licking. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very unique line where, uh, peaceful, uh, a peaceful Shaolin, uh, contrast with the, uh, with the the licking stick. Well, so, what does it mean when it says it's thicker when you break it to show that everything must go? Because, well. Maybe I, as a sign of power, like someone above you 
breaking a licking stick that that is thick in order to show that if they have that strength to break a weapon, that they have power over you. Maybe. I, I, I honestly believe that it just hurts worse when you break it. Yeah. You, have you ever been hit with a broken stick, Caleb? I have, actually. A uh, yeah, wooden yeah. boat paddle. Yeah, it, it hurts a lot worse than getting hit with just a normal boat paddle. Yeah. Yeah. This one broke after it was. I was hit with it, and then I was hit with it again. Well, back to, <laughs> back to the song. Uh, so, next line is, which this is the chorus, uh, the story of a woman on the morning of a war. Remind me, if you will, exactly what we're fighting for. Now, this, this just, uh, uh, this honestly uh, relates to modern day in a way, uh, because with the entire Iran thing, you know, we're going to, well, I don't know if we're going to war yet, but if we go to war, then what are we actually fighting for? Like, Pop-Tarts. Thank you, Caleb. You're welcome. I really appreciate your input on that. Um, but really, we we won't know what we're fighting for until after it happens. And honestly, that's that's how life is. A lot of the time. Agreed. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, also, if you, you're saying, uh, what what are we fighting for? Well, family, our home. That's you know what is usually fought for. So if it's a, a woman on the morning of a war, she's probably mourning or wondering about her. You know, someone that's across overseas, or someone that's off fighting. Exactly. Uh. Honestly, I think that's a really good lyric, and I'm very, very glad to have uh, looked into it. Um, next line uh, is, calling and calling for something in the air. Calling and calling. I know you must be there. Yeah, this goes back to the woman on the morning of a war, and she's she's calling out for possibly a husband or boyfriend or whatever. Her son. Son, yeah, exactly. Daughter, you know, feminism. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you want to go on the next line? Yeah, so uh, next it says, easily let's get caught in a wave. Easily we won't get caught in a cage. So, honestly, I believe this is getting caught in a craze. So, getting caught in the cage of a mindset. So... Don't let a just because uh, just because someone is uh, uh, all the rage these days or all like very popular. Don't get caught up. Uh, don't get stuck in that cage of popularity. Popularity and jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. Jumping on the bandwagon. Um, and then the next line is. Uh, Shaolin shaking for the sake of his soul. Everything must go. Looking mighty tired of all the things that you own. Everything must go. Um, honestly, that goes back to the Shaolin part. Um, Shaolin monks. The Shaolin yeah. monks of uh, the Buddhist temple in China. Um, where they, uh, they just give up their material possessions. And are honestly, uh, that honestly tries to make them a better person. Um, 
yeah, in order to like purify the mindset of not being focused on worldly possessions. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the next line is, I can't tell you who to idolize. You think it's almost over, but it's only on the rise. Calling, calling from something in the air. Calling, calling. I know you must be there. So honestly, um, it's saying uh, no one can tell you who you look up to. Um, and when you think something is over, it's likely, likely what's happening is it's just, it's still happening just behind your, uh, line of sight. Yeah. Um, you, you can skip the bridge because it's, uh, same line we read a minute ago. And so... Then there's the final chorus, which you, you, uh, if you want to read the last half of it. Um. I don't want to be your literal research monkey boy. The creature I, that I am is only going to destroy. Throw me to the wolves because there's order in the pack. Throw me to the sky because I know you're coming back. What does this mean, particularly? Uh, the uh, creature that I am is only going to destroy. Well, I think it's really describing how human nature it has really been proven time and time again to destroy uh, things in nature. For example, uh, the Amazon rainforest a year or so back, mm -hmm. if it's not still burning. Um, Speaking of burning, uh, Australia. Yeah, Aust Australia, but that we, we don't know if that's a person or not. That's true. started that. Um, with the climate, we, we've been destroying the climate for years, and we've been destroying each other since we've been created, almost. Yeah. Which um, talks about throw me to the wolves because there's order in the pack. It yeah. should also be about the government, the people. And the wolves, uh, the wolves were actually a symbol for Rome, if you didn't know, which was one of the uh, first major uh Empires weren't one of the first. I, I I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, like the story uh, Romulus and Remus, where the, yeah. the mother wolf saves them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's that's honestly just talking about how human nature is to destroy. It doesn't matter if it's each other or if it's uh, or if it's nature, or even uh, even our own climate, our own planet. So. Yeah. Hmm. And then... Uh, so, is there anything about the song as a whole that you wanted to note? Or something about its production, the people who wrote it, that means something to you? Well, honestly, the people who wrote this song are very eccentric. Are very... Uh, you, Would you mind restating who wrote the song? Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, thank you. Uh, they are... They are a very unique group of people. And honestly... Uh, their their levels of crazy outmatch anyone I've ever listened to or uh, heard, unless you count uh, the people who have a um, who are noted to be in a crazy genre. This is just a alternative rock song or a rock song, whichever one, whichever category you want to put it under, um, and. Uh, yeah, they're they're honestly really unique uh, individuals in their own way. 
Um, is there anything about the song that you can relate to on a personal level or something that talks about that you've dealt with or anything like that? Well, honestly, uh, I, I do not know. I haven't had long enough to think about it. Uh, but honestly, um, continue. Honestly, uh, I've like when it says remind me if you will exactly what we're fighting for. I've honestly lost what I have been striving for, uh, what I have been fighting for for ever since, like in between. Eighth grade and uh, sophomore year, I lost that. I lost a lot of drive, uh, really, to get things done or to do anything, really. And I can kind of relate to that, honestly. Hmm. When do you remember the first time you heard this song, or the first time you heard it and actually like meant something to you, and it just hit you like a truck? Um. I don't remember the the first time it hit me with like a truck. I remember the first time I listened to it and I was like, oh, hey, this song is pretty good. I'm going to listen to it over and over again until I find meaning in it. Interesting. So is there anything else you want to say about it? Any last words about the song? Um, I like to note that the very end line, the very end line, uh, throw me to the sky because I know you're coming back. Uh, I believe that's referencing the advancements humanity has made because uh, we have literally been to the sky and came back. Um, and honestly, I believe this song, from taking a deeper look at it, is just describing humanity as a whole. Cool. That's really interesting. So I guess now it is my turn, and I'm going to go on to my song, if that's good to you, if you don't have anything else to say, uh, which is Molly by Lil Dicky featuring Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco. Um, this song, if you haven't seen the music video, um, it's from uh, Lil Dicky. His real name is Dave, so I'm going to call him Dave. It's from Dave's uh, real life, and it was his ex-girlfriend who ended up having to leave because he decided that he wanted to go after music. And she didn't want to be a part of that career. She she didn't want to deal with the fame, and so they ended up breaking up. And this is a song for her. So I'm going to read the lyrics to you, to you now, and I'll talk about them as I go through. So he starts off, and this is a spoken part. He says, yeah, man, this is the softest thing I ever did, but it's about something that's pretty important to me. And that's you. And that's true. I really wish I didn't care about you anymore, but I do. So he's saying... You know, I, I wish I didn't care about you anymore. I wish you didn't matter, but you do. And I still care about you and I still love you. Um, it goes on to say, what do I do in the rap life? Uh, make me choose up in that fight. Make a young couple do something sad like being broke up even though we had life. And he's saying that even though they had a good relationship, even though they had, their, their relationship had life, even though they were happy, they had to break up and they ended up losing the fight. He says, forget it. I don't even know what I could have done. Looking back, thinking that's what I should have done and wanted you back. And he's just, he's looking back and he's thinking, you know, man, what what, what could I have done to, to, to change this, to make it in a different way, to end better, to where we could still be together? He says, but when the fact is, I always put you second to rap. I'm not mad that you wouldn't come. Even though I had to move, I ain't move on. Really wish you was a boo I could prove wrong. But she knows what I'm going to do with the new songs and she knows... 
then pretty soon when you're dude on, running the rap game with that lane. So, you know, he, he, what he's saying now is he hopes that he, maybe he can try to prove her wrong. He can make it big and show that he's not going to change. He's not going to become one of those people that, you know, they're, they, they're really down to earth, nice person, and then they get famous and they're just a terrible person. He, he, he's not going to change. He's going to be him. He's going to make it big. And he's, trying, he's just trying to prove it to her that, you know, he can get big in rap and still be himself. Uh, next is always got to be up on that train or that plane, which is just talking about him constantly moving, constantly, you know, being on the run. Not even on the run necessarily, just going to different tours and shows and deals. And, you know, that's just, that's just part of the job of, you know, music. Um, ain't nobody want to feel that pain or that strain. Wishing I got to get that fame or I claim you. No, I'd give you my last name. And he's saying he, wit- he wished that to, to get money, he didn't have to feel the pain and the strain. And he didn't have to get fame just to, to do what he loved and to do what he knows he was, I guess you could say, called for. And you, you can interrupt me at any time if there's any questions you have or interjections, by the way. Oh, no. Keep going. Okay. Um, he said, but that blame on me, chasing something, feeling dumb because you, you're all I need. Hope you wait until I'm done and I'm all free. But you know I'm never knowing when that's going to be and I'm sorry. So he's saying, look, I'm dumb. I know I'm dumb. That I, I I can't give music up for you. I know that I'm dumb because I agree you're dumb. <laughs> thank you. He he's saying I know that I'm dumb, and I hope that maybe you can wait around for me if that's not too much to ask. And please know that I'm sorry, which he he says he's sorry twice. And then goes to the chorus, which is Brendan Urie, one of my favorite singers and vocalists. And he says, if I woke up, wait no, it's the hardest rule to follow. I'm thinking of you. I really wish that I could call you. What can I do? You can find another me tomorrow, and that's the hardest pill to swallow. So he's saying, or he's saying, Luke, that if, you know, maybe if he gave up music right now, he could go back and get her. Like, that's that's something big to think about, because then every every time he makes, every time something doesn't go right, every time a show doesn't do very well, or a song doesn't do well, he doesn't get a lot of views on this video, you know, something bad happens, then he thinks to himself, well, crap, maybe, maybe I wasn't supposed to do this, maybe... You know, I could maybe I could just get be done, say this this whole thing was a mistake, and go back, and she, she'd take him back. And that's the hardest pill to swallow. Um, he goes on to say, uh, Dave, and that's you, and that's true. I really shouldn't care about you anymore, but I do. And this is just him restating what he said originally at the very beginning of the song. He says, "When I'm when I'm being dumb and stupid, who's gonna tell me?" Or, you know, who's going to hit me with the mother freaking jerk face? Who's going to let huh. me know to hit my mother on her birthday? Who's going to let me know when I'll be shopping if a shirt's gay? So he's saying, who's, who's going to give him that stupid face when he does, you know, stupid stuff? Who's going to be like, hey, today's your mom's birthday. Make sure to text her. Who's going to be like, hey, Dave, that, that's, that, you can't buy that shirt. That shirt wouldn't look good on you. You know, who, that, that's what he's saying. Who's going to... Be there for him and do all those things. That's what he misses. He goes on to say, and when I'm on the road, I'd be missing that. Always looking at my phone, you'd give me crap. Ever since I've been alone, I've been thinking back, listening to your auto tune and my mic phone making us laugh. So he he's got a lot of time alone on, on these long drives and long plane rides shows. And 
while he's making music, he's thinking about to when she sang on his microphone and when they used to do things that make him happy. He says, you know, the past was a blast, but it could never last. Pretty sad when your love got a separate path. Used to read when there's nothing to do. But it's funny, doing nothing is never nothing when it's something with you. And that's how, that's how it is when you're with someone that you really like, that you just, you know, you could be with them for six, seven hours, and it feels like just a few minutes. Um, he says, uh, doing nothing's, no, I already said that part. Uh, whenever something going on, I'd be pressing mall. Up in the phone till I press the X. Stress the next one will best the X, and you'll forget, but it's the best. So every time something big happens in life, he wants to tell her that, like, she's the first person she thinks about to to to, to tell. And then he realizes that he he can't text her because they're not together anymore. He says, "You the best to me, girl. Always bake me something. And when they ripped off, you replace my buttons. But don't be pissed off if I hate your husband, because even when I can't say love you, I love you." Now hold on there. Uh, so, so what you're saying is that you can relate to this song on a extremely personal level, or at least close to it. Yes. Okay. At least, at least a little bit. I mean, I feel like everybody has that one person that they, that they like, or maybe they've even been in a relationship with, and for whatever reason it didn't work out, whether they didn't like you back, or it just, it was, it wasn't the right timing, or you, you maybe you both like each other and because of outside reasons you nothing could happen but i feel to an extent a lot of that's something that a lot of people can relate to uh goes back to the chorus um and then he says uh you know it it's a hardest pill to follow i really wish that i could call you you could find another me tomorrow and that's the hardest pill to swallow and i i think this song is just a really good example of what a rap song could be. Because at the beginning of the music video, which I highly recommend you watching, uh, except for Logan Paul in it, um, that part could have could have been skipped. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser! But luckily, he was the douchebag at the wedding, and he ended up getting punched in the face and getting knocked out. Ha! Because he got drunk at the wedding, so it, it works out. What a loser! But. In short, if you watch the music video, it starts off, you see Dave getting ready, he's putting on a tux, and all of his friends are joking with him about if he's going to pass out when he sees the girl at the wedding. And if you haven't heard the song before, you're led on to believe that it's his wedding that he's going to. Up until the chorus of the song, right, right as Brendan starts singing, you see the girl walking down the aisle, and then it cuts to, to Dave not at the aisle. He's in a chair watching her walk down the aisle getting married to another man. And then, so you're hearing these words about how he still loves her. He's about how she loved him. And yet, because she didn't want music, she had to leave and she ended up moving on and being happy. And so Dave's just standing there watching, you know, the love of his life, or at least who we're led to believe is the love of his life, get married to someone else. Knowing that maybe if he wouldn't have done music, maybe if he wouldn't have gone that career path, he could have kept her. Maybe if he wouldn't have tried to be a rapper, maybe that would be him going down the aisle right there. And to quote the song, I think that's the hardest pill to swallow, to know that you had to give something up to follow your dream career. And honestly, I think that's, I mean, everybody has 
or I mean, I think everybody has a, a dream career, or like a something they're sent here to fulfill a purpose. And sadly, a lot of times we're gonna ha- we end up having to give something up, something important to us, up to fulfill that purpose. And so, so for Dave, it was Molly. Um, so. I guess you could say that was his reason to fight for, like, uh, going back to easily. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like, honestly, um, a lot of songs are are talking about what they're fighting for if you, if you listen to the lyrics. Now, yeah, some, if you really get down to it. Some of them, so, there's, there's a, quite a few songs that aren't, aren't about that that are just nonsense or telling a different story. But if you get to the gist of most songs, it's talking about what they, uh, what the singer fights for, or what the character that the story is telling is fighting for. I mean, that's if you think about it, that's really the story of life. It's just the struggle of trying to get what you're fighting for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and uh, another part is uh, these are two very different bands. Uh, well, two very, completely two very, different people two, on opposite ends of the spectrum. One's a one, rock band. Well. Alternative rock, Pan- and Panic- one's a rapper. Panic at the Disco. I'm including them in the in the group as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Panic at the Disco is more of the uh, I want to call it dark rock, emo rock. I want to call it that either. It's kind of pop rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose pop rock. I guess you could call it. They're more of the, on the pop rock of the, of the uh, spectrum, while. The uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are more on the uh, alternative. Uh, they're not grunge like Green Day, but they they're they're alternative, uh, for lack of a better term. And we have a rapper. Um, two very different, three very different groups of people, uh, and they're all singing about similar things. Um, like what they're fighting for, and everything else. Like, uh, I know we're not going to be able to talk about this song, uh, another Red Hot Chili Pepper song uh, today, but we will. Like, a lot of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Like, for example, Donnie California talks about uh, someone who died. Not to be confused with Robert California from The Office. Ha ha ha! No, no. Not at all. Anyway, uh, so uh, it talks about someone who actually died getting what they getting what they cared for and getting what they uh, really really loved and doing what they love really. Uh, it's very very different for uh, um, for both parties for both parties. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I want to point out both songs are about love, and I guess you could interpret Molly as how easy it is to fall in love and how difficult it is to fall out of love. To Once you really love somebody, how hard it is to lose those feelings. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, they're, uh, while both songs do bring up similar points... They're also two very different songs. You can you can you can feel how different they are. Oh yeah, they're 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 two different ends of the spectrum when it comes to love and about you know one is they're at least from what you can be interpreted they're getting married or they're going to be married, 
and the other is him seeing his you know the love of his life get married to another man yeah exactly uh but i believe easily is more like it's young love like reckless love let's get carried away let's get lost in a wave like cory asbury <laughs> like Adam Sandler. No, do you not know who Corey Asbury is? Reckless Love? No, no. Adam Sandler got, was dating a 17-year-old when he was like 34. We're talking about two totally different things. You said Reckless Love and I thought of Corey Asbury. What are you talking about? Explain. Ah, so Adam Sandler was dating a 17-year-old back during the 90s when he was like 30-something. Oh, dang. Wow. Yeah, so I'm saying that that's Reckless Love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit reckless. So anyway, I I believe it's talking about more like reckless love and the reckless nature of humanity itself, while the other one is talking about is a more, more mature love, a more mature love, and is more realistic, more uh, not realistic, but sp- uh, specific. It's talking about one instance of it occurring. Yeah. So uh, I believe it's almost time. Uh, yeah. Would you like to close? I would off? also like to point out the, uh, the song Molly has a lot of parallels to uh, "Marry Me" by Thomas Rhett, even down to the uh, music video of you think that he's gonna marry her, and then at, you know about halfway through you figure out that he's not the one getting married. I thought that was a little interesting, but anyway, yes. Um, so that's that's all the time we have for today. But we wanted to thank you for listening to the first episode of record next episode i will be joined by ashley hopefully uh she could be here today but hopefully she'll be here next episode so thank you very much for uh coming in today it was a lot of fun to have you and uh so that's have a very nice day yeah yeah you guys have a good day goodbye